if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. D-Day has arrived. Decision Day in Georgia literally will decide the future of this country. Good morning. Thanks for being with us at 7 minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock. As we get rolling on a Tuesday, the fifth morning of the month of January in the year of our Lord 2021, we have been pointing to this, of course, really since November 4th. And uh, once the realization was made that the Democrats could very well pull control of the Senate away from Mitch McConnell and the Republicans, this became the most important issue in our country. Yes, perhaps even more important than the White House. And the reason why is because the White House efforts to prove the fraud that we know happened, to prove the election fraud and the voter fraud, both types, that those things happen, have fallen flat. We know this because countless numbers, I shouldn't say countless, but over 50 different cases have been alleged and have been tried to be taken before judges. Judges refuse to hear them. So all of the evidence, and we know it's there, but all of the evidence is being ignored. And if that means we cannot... Stop the theft of the White House. The most important issue in America is stopping the theft of the Senate. And I call it that because of what we know has already happened in Georgia. The theft of the White House happened in Georgia, as it did in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Countless numbers, this time I will say countless, because literally there are thousands of affidavits that have been filed by uh, eyewitnesses to the electoral fraud, to the irregularities, if you want to be a little bit more genteel in your discussion of it. But the White House was stolen in Georgia, among others, and the Senate seats that belonged to David Perdue and Kelly Leffler could very well be stolen today. Election integrity is not preserved, and that is clearly the biggest issue that we have been uh, looking forward to. And we're going to talk about that at length today with Peter Kirstenau. He's coming up at 1010 this morning, as he always does on Tuesdays. We'll look for Pete to talk for the entire hour about election integrity, about what's going on in Georgia, and what's going to happen tomorrow in Washington, D.C. at the massive Trump rally in defense of the president, and again, I, I, I can't say this often enough, and I apologize for the redundancy, but I'm going to keep saying it. 
It's not just about Donald Trump. What people are going to Washington, D.C. tomorrow for, and what Republican senators are going to do tomorrow during the um, electoral certification vote, and what Republican House members like Jim Jordan are going to do tomorrow on the House floor, is going to object to the electors being certified because of election integrity. Not just Donald Trump, but the future of this republic and the future of the democratic process by which we elect our uh, leaders, um, You know that this process is preserved and can be protected and can engender confidence in the American voter. If we allow blatant election theft... Electoral fraud, voter fraud, and on down the line. If we allow that to go unchallenged, we will never have faith in elections again. How could we? So this is so much about Donald Trump, but it is so much more. And that's why it is uh, just imperative that what we, what we do tomorrow is the right thing on the House floor, right thing on the Senate floor, and the right thing in the streets of Washington, D.C. By the way, they know you're coming. They know you're coming to Washington tomorrow because the mayor of Washington, D.C. has already called in the National Guard. I love the, the phrasing of this. Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has asked the Department of Defense to activate the National Guard to keep the peace on Wednesday when thousands of President Trump's supporters are expected to gather to protest certifying the Electoral College vote. I love that. It's almost as if they expect the Trump voters to show up in a massive street rally and do what Antifa does and to do what Black Lives Matter Inc. does. I've got good news for you, Mayor Muriel Bowser. These are not Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs. These are respectful, responsible law-abiding American patriots who are coming to that city. They're coming to the Capitol. They don't trash things. They don't smash windows. They don't loot. They don't set fires. They don't pull people out of vehicles while they block traffic and beat them and vandalize their cars. You have responsible American patriots confused with Black Lives Matter and Antifa thuggery. So good news for you. It's, it's hundreds of thousands probably from all over the country, responsible American patriots who are going to be in your city. You don't need the National Guard for them. That's the good news. However, here's the bad news. You know the presence of good, law-abiding, respectful protesters, meaning the conservative Republican patriots in this country, always do draw the aforementioned violent counter-protesters. So maybe it is is a good thing you're going to have the National Guard there after all. Yes, you better believe that thousands and thousands of Trump supporters are going to be attacked by Lord knows how many counter-protesters from Antifa, from RevCom USA, that's the Revolutionary Communist Party USA, from Black Lives Matter, Inc., and the rest of the thugs that have been tearing apart cities like Portland and Seattle and Minneapolis and Chicago and Oakland and Los Angeles and on down the line for the better part of the last nine or ten months. Yeah, you do have to worry about violence there. 
not because of the Trump supporters, but because of those who are coming to attack the Trump supporters. Make no mistake about it. So that's happening tomorrow. We've got details we're going to give you as much as we can on how you can be a part of that. Obviously, they're going to be loading up in buses late night tonight, actually early morning, you know, around midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, loading up buses going from several different counties throughout Northeast Ohio. We'll tell you all about that, how you can be a part of that. Or I don't even know if those buses are all full now. Maybe you can't be, but I'll give you as much information as we can get. Uh, as far as uh, getting people to Washington D.C. for tomorrow, but for today, people are already uh, the people of matter are already there in Georgia, and the voters in Georgia are being asked to do something simple, and yet something monumental, and that is save the United States. They're being asked, excuse me, they're being asked to turn out in massive numbers to literally save the United States. Now, that doesn't mean that David Perdue is, you know, George Washington. It doesn't mean that Kelly Leffler uh, is, you know, being counted upon to uh, break away from the British crown the way the original uh, saviors or the original founders of the United States and the ones who uh, built this great uh, uh, republic. But they are being asked to preserve and protect it in the same, the very same way. Washington and Jefferson and Madison and all of them who did what they did to build this republic, their work is on the line. And David Perdue and Kelly Leffler are not being asked to do their work, but they are being asked to uh, win, essentially, to protect and preserve the destruction and the decimation of that glorious republic, which is what is being promised by the Democrats. That's not, repeat, not hyperbole. That is not an overstatement. That is not some exaggeration. Chuck Schumer and the liberal Democrats have declared, if they win Georgia, they will change the world. If they win Georgia, they will change America. And again, at the risk of redundancy, I apologize, but this must be said. You do not try to change something that you are proud of. You do not try to change something that you believe in. You do not try to change something that you love. That is evidence that the liberal Democrats, not just in the form of Raphael Warnock or John Ossoff, the two liberal socialist candidates, all right, that's not fair, Ossoff is a socialist. Warnock is a straight-up communist. But those two individuals do not love this country, and neither do the Democrats who are trying to put them into office in order to take over the United States Senate. Coupling that with their already having the majority in the House and an incoming Biden-Harris-slash-Harris-Biden presidential administration, they don't love this country. They don't believe it is the beacon for light, a beacon of light and a, and a, a beacon of good throughout the world. They see the United States as systemically racist. They see the United States as, as systemically classist. They do not believe that the opportunity for all that is given here is right. It is all about equity for all in their minds, and they wish to literally turn this country inside out and upside down. They have made no bones about that. So no pressure, Kelly Leffler and uh, and David Perdue, but all we're asking you to do is save the republic today. This Georgia runoff, and by the way, I'm going to say this again. I don't want to federalize our elections. And this is kind of sort of in response to the phone call from hell that the Democrats are. I mean, what's his name? Um Who's the late night idiot, the far left? Well, you got to narrow him down. Uh, Colbert, Stephen Colbert. 
because there's Fallon and there's Kimmel and the rest of the late-night idiot uh, talk show hosts. But Stephen Colbert said that President Trump's phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, Raffensperger was like if Watergate and the Ukraine scandal had a baby. Uh, that that's what they're referring to this uh, this to and and think about it. And we played this for yesterday. I'm not going to rehash it all. But President Trump's phone call asking Brad Raffensperger to find the ballots that were stolen from him uh, and given to Joe Biden uh, was the exact same thing he's been saying publicly for the last two months. There is nothing illegal about it. There is nothing untoward about it. There is nothing unconstitutional about it. But those who are criticizing it, including some on the Republican side, are saying we don't want to federalize our elections. Now, I understand that and respect that, and neither do I. Our founding fathers put the power in the hands of the states in terms of the elections. But when it comes to federal office, for example, when Kelly Leffler and David Perdue cast votes in the United States Senate, it doesn't just affect Georgians. It affects all Americans. When Sherrod Brown and Rob Portman cast votes in the United States Senate, it doesn't just affect us here in the state of Ohio. Their votes are policy and legislation for the entire country. As such, I think the voting regulations should be uniform. That doesn't mean the feds run them, but there should be uniform elections. And what I mean by that, of course, is if they just ran their elections in Georgia the way that everybody else does, the winner of the election is the winner of the election. David Perdue is back in for another six-year term. But because they have the goofy free-for-all system that they do there, where there can be multiple names on the ballot rather than just primaries with one nominee coming from each party, you have to win a plurality, a majority of the votes. You have to win over 50% of the votes. And if nobody wins over 50%, then they have the runoffs. So it's just frustrating because, again, the electoral rules are not the same not uniform from state to state. I don't want the feds to handle it. I don't want there to be a federal voting counting room. I do want the states to still be able to conduct their own elections, but the rules ought to be the same. The rules ought to be the same in terms of how you get nominated. The rules ought to be the same in terms of uh, uh, whether you can vote in person by absentee or by mail-in balloting. The, the, the rules ought to be the same in every state about how many days of early voting will be allowed. The rules ought to be the same in every way because the, for federal elections. Now, you don't have to do that for the you know, uh, election for the mayor of uh, Dalton, Georgia. You don't have to do the same thing for the mayor or the city council races in Cleveland, Ohio. Do it how you want it. But when it comes to federal elections, or excuse me, elections for federal positions that are going to impact all of us, the rules ought to be the same. So we shouldn't be fighting this fight today. It should be no contest. Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue should be the, uh, the, continue to be the senators from the state of Georgia. Instead, we have to fight for the defense of our republic today. All right. I've got so much to get into on this uh, front with respect to Georgia today and with respect to Washington, D.C. and the rallies tomorrow for the president. Who is going to stand up in the House? Who is going to stand up in the Senate? Not just for the President, but as noted, for election integrity going forward in this republic. 
Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we can expect there and how the left is responding to all of that. Okay, 926. I was saying at the end of the last segment um, how the left is reacting to the push to defend the integrity of our elections, how the left is reacting to the push to save our democracy from socialism and communism. And the answer is violently. Uh, They have been violent from the beginning, and now they are taking their violence to the homes of elected officials with whom they disagree. They showed up in Washington, D.C., in the D.C. home of Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri. The violent leftist Antifa mob came to their home, pounding on the door, screaming threats through bullhorns, and terrorizing the wife and newborn baby of Josh Hawley. Why? Because they disagree with Senator Hawley, who is going to challenge the uh, certification of the electors, in the uh, Electoral College because of the irregularities, if not the outright fraud, in several states. Josh Hawley is simply availing himself of the legal processes that are given to senators, which have been used by Democrats numerous times before. They challenged the certification of the electors in 2017, January of 2017, two months after President Trump was elected in, in November of 2016. They did this in 2005. January of 2005, two months after George W. Bush won re-election in, in November 2004. They also did this for Bush's first win in 2000, uh, which of course happened in January of 2001. So they have done this. Nobody screamed and pounded on the doors of the residences of the Democrats who were challenging those elections and the certification of the electors. Nobody did that. Why? Because Republicans and patriots are rational, reasonable, responsible, and law-abiding people. With very few exceptions of nut jobs, that's who and what we are. This is the exact opposite of what the radical left is, because the very few exceptions are the ones that aren't violent. And they aren't radical. And they aren't burning, smashing, and looting. Because the burning, smashing, and looting has been going on in American cities and attacks on people's homes in American cities for months. It's a way of life for these thugs. All of them. And now they're literally pounding on the door and threatening the wife and the newborn daughter of Missouri Senator Josh Hawley who said on Twitter last night, making this uh, uh, known to everyone, about 11.13, tonight while I was in Missouri on Twitter, he said, Antifa scumbags came to our place in D.C. and threatened my wife and newborn daughter who can't travel. They screamed threats, vandalized, and tried to pound open our door. Let me be clear, my family and I will not be intimidated by left-wing violence. No, you won't be, but you damn well better be armed. And you damn well better have your uh, your wife or people on the grounds armed. Because these people who are coming to uh, intimidate you are not people. These are animals. And you have to defend yourself against animals. Anybody who would do that 
to, again, a private residence because they disagree with somebody's policy. And at the end of the day, that's what this is, a disagreement with the challenging of the certification of the electors. That's it. You don't get to threaten violence, commit vandalism, and intimidate people in their homes because you disagree with somebody's political maneuver. We don't do that. Then the animalistic Democrats should not be doing that. And with that, I would like to apologize to animals for the comparison to Democrats. We'll be right back. Progressive Democrats, please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. And I love the people of this state. We can't let that happen. The damage they do will be permanent and will be irreversible. Can't let it happen. Nothing and no one will be able to stop them. The Senate seats are truly the last line of defense. Now, I must preface that by saying because they'll say he just conceded. No, no, I don't think so. It's not a concession, but he's right. Uh, If Joe Biden is inaugurated on January 20th, the Senate is the last line of defense. If it's not in Republican hands, we are defenseless. Let me say that again. If the Senate goes to the Democrats, if they win the Georgia seats today, we will be left without a defense. What Donald Trump just said was exactly correct. The damage will be permanent and irreversible. I can't say that enough. And I know it's a little bit pointless for me to be saying that to you because you can't vote in Georgia, and neither can I. But this is the fight that we have on our hands, and this is why for the last two months I've been on the radio, and so so have a lot of other people, including you, Hewitt, and including you know uh, Mike Gallagher and Dennis Prager and Larry Elder. We've all been doing the same thing, and and trying to encourage everybody from where we sit to send money to Georgia, or at the very least to get on social and promote and push David Perdue and Kelly Leffler and encourage Georgians to get out and vote because it is an effort. It is an effort that has to be kind of um, put forth by all of us, not just by Georgia voters, in order to save this republic. When we say permanent and irreversible, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about forever, forever losing federal elections, forever losing Senate seats, forever losing and and having to essentially endure the socialist uh, takeover of this country because when the Democrats have unchecked power in the House, Senate, and White House, they will make Washington, D.C. a state, which would then get them two more liberal Democrat senators to add to the list. They will make Puerto Rico a state, which would give two more liberal Democrat senators to be added to the list. They will change the Electoral College, if not abolish it outright, leaving future presidential elections to be decided by popular votes, which means that New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco and maybe Chicago will decide the future of this country's leadership forever. Those are the most populous centers in the country. 
and their votes. I mean, they will decide what's right for farmers in Montana and in Wyoming and for, uh, you know, for, um, uh, the Midwest in Ohio. They will decide because there are so many of them congregated and packed like lemmings. And that's what they are into those very little, uh, areas. They will decide what happens in the White House for the future of this country. They will abolish the legislative filibuster. Not that it would matter, because they would have such an overwhelming majority in the Senate, it wouldn't matter, but they'll abolish the legislative filibuster so that it requires only a simple majority for every piece of radical, wild, leftist, Green New Deal type of, uh, of garbage that they want. And we'll be powerless to stop it. We'll never retake the Senate majority, ever, if they win this today in Georgia. That's how serious it is. Electoral college gone, two new states, legislative filibuster gone, power will forever reside. I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again now. If this happens, if this comes to pass, and socialism takes over in this country, there will be a movement for secession. I don't know who's going to start it. My hunch tells me Texas, but there will be a movement to protect and preserve the actual Constitution and the nation that this country was founded to be. The foundation of this country will be protected and preserved by somebody who says we are breaking away from the socialist states of America. We will not become a new nation. We will just continue to be the same nation we are. They can be a new nation of socialism. They can be a new nation of communism. And I'll say this again, too. If and when that happens... Buy me some cowboy boots, because I'm going down. All right, uh, Roz in uh, Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning, Roz. Good morning. I've already made my phone calls to the following people. Okay. Rob Portman, Dave Joyce, and Anthony Gonzalez. And I have told them that to not back this movement is condoning... The fraud. And I well, and many are, like You are me, correct. You are correct. Entire, and none of them will back the movement. Right. But I called their offices, and I challenge everybody else to. I do not live in any of those in the two um, congressmen's district. I live in uh, Ms. Fudge's district. And um, so calling her is not going to do any good. But. As a member of the county party, we need to make these people stand up for what we endorsed them to do. If they do not, then they've got to be out next time. Period. End of it. We have well, to, the bad news, as a party, Ross, stand ba- up and, and put principles over how much money you got in your pocket to back you this is close i I I agree wholeheartedly but here's the thing these are these are the rhino republicans that we always refer to Roz. unfortunately that you're talking about and i'm very sad to say that about anthony gonzalez i had high hopes for him when he came into congress uh but he is joining dave joyce as being a rhino establishment republican who does not stand up for the constitution or the principles upon which this country was founded and rob portman 
has been a giant disappointment in many, many ways. And I know that, and thank you for the call, Roz. I know there are, you know, Ohio Republican Party officials who, you know, are in very good with Rob Portman and they invite him to speak at events and we're supposed to be all making nice with our Republican senator, who is certainly better than Sherrod Brown, the Democrat, but not much. Rob Portman has already made up his mind. He released a statement yesterday, quote, The Constitution created a system for electing the president through the Electoral College that ensures the people and the states hold the power, not Congress. I cannot support allowing Congress to thwart the will of the voters, end quote. Now, I saw this on his Facebook page, Rob Portman's, and I responded to him, as tons of other people did too, but my my message was very succinct. Simply, we are trying to protect the will of the voters, We don't know what the will of the voters was, Rob Portman, because of the extraordinary amount of fraud. And if you don't want to admit that it was fraud, then call it election irregularities that have not been settled. No one has answered the questions about the thousands of affidavits filed in multiple battleground states alleging eyewitness Otherwise known, if the, if this were on the other, if the shoe were on the other foot, Democrats would call them whistleblowers. Thousands of whistleblowers saying they were eyewitnesses to, uh, to, um, election fraud, to voter fraud. In the Postal Service, backdating postmarks on ballots that came in late. They were eyewitnesses to, to supervisors telling people to backdate them. Eyewitnesses in Michigan and elsewhere to ballot dumping, ballot harvesting, and ballot dumping. I mean, there, there's a. I mean, the stuff that we've seen on video. Go home, go home, Georgia electors or Georgia vote counters, rather. Go home. It's ten thirty at night, and oh, we're tired. We'll come back tomorrow morning and count again. And then after they left, they bust out from underneath the black cloth table a bunch of of, of tubs of votes. And <laughs> what do you know? What are the what's the likelihood of this? They're all Biden votes. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that needs to be investigated. The will of the voters is what we're trying to to find out, to decipher Rob Portman. And because of all of these things, all of the irregularities going one side, not, you know, it's like, hey, over here there were some irregularities that favored Trump. Over here there were some allegations, signed uh, uh, affidavits under penalty of perjury that favored Biden. Some favor Trump. No, they're all one direction because one party is is the only one party is the one stealing the election. So the will of the voters, Rob Portman, if you care about it at all, you will join the effort to oppose certification of the electors today or tomorrow, rather. Portman continued, the only time this was attempted in the past seven years was in 2005 when Democrats objected to the electors from my home state of Ohio, hoping to give the presidency to John Kerry instead of George W. Bush. I stood in opposition to Democrats then, saying Congress should not obstruct the will of the American people. I was concerned then that Democrats were establishing a dangerous precedent where Congress would inappropriately assert itself to try to reverse the will of the voters. I cannot now support Republicans doing the same thing. End quote. Rob Portman what do you take the take the blinders off take the blinders off you sound like a buffoon these are not apples to apples there was nowhere near in fact there was no evidence at all in 2005 
This was just Democrats sour grapes because they hated the fact that uh, the Supreme Court stopped the ninth vote count in Florida in 2000 to make George W. Bush the president. And they hoped to make him a one-termer. And so they fought like heck with John Kerry, who conceded the election, by the way. He did concede. It was over. There was no evidence of voter fraud aiding George W. Bush in 2005. There is tons of evidence indicating voter fraud or irregularities, again, to be politically correct, here in 2021 uh, you know, now, from the, uh, from the 2020 election. So Rob Portman, to, to sit here and say, well, you know, previously, and by the way, that's not the only time it happened. It also happened in 2001 and in 2017. Wasn't that long ago. Were you there? I mean, I'm disgusted by these rhinos. And I'll tell you what, they're joined in some cases by people I'm not disgusted by. Conservatives like Tom Cotton, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, also said he will not challenge the electors, the certification. But he says it's because if we do, it'll set a precedent that the Democrats will follow later. As if we can trust the Democrats to ever do anything that is legal and constitutional if it means they will lose. You know, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of playing by the rules that the Democrats don't have to play by. And that's what I think Senator Cotton is missing here. He wants to fight. Picture this as being a, you know, a prize fight, a boxing match. He wants to fight with the, the, the Marquis of Queensberry rules, and the Democrats are putting thumbtacks in their gloves poking out from the uh, from the from the thumb hole or the th- uh, the thumb of the uh, of the boxing glove they're putting horseshoes in the gloves they're doing rabbit punches they're doing kidney punches they're breaking every rule that there is in the game and we're sitting there trying to fight fairly cuz the referee might see us i'm tired of that if you want to win a mud fight you have to be willing to get down in the mud and i'm not saying cheat the way that they cheat But I am saying recognize that they cheat and respond accordingly. Not by cheating, but not by not availing yourself of all of the legal remedies that are available to you. Availing yourself of the legal methods to challenge these electors for fear that later on the Democrats might do something else. The Democrats are always going to uh, tilt the scales. They're always going to get in the mud. They're always going to cheat in the prize fight. So if you have an opportunity to legally and responsibly challenge that and try to stop that, if you have the opportunity, you have the obligation. Those two things cannot be separated from one another. Opportunity means obligation. You're obligated to do this the right way. Let's go to uh, Westlake. Vince, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, Bob. Thanks again for taking my call. Um, Certainly. Before I even start with my comment, uh, talked to you many times before. I just want to thank you, and God bless you for what you do. You, Sean, uh, Gallagher, Rush, the Allias. Think about this. Without you guys, we'd have no voice. We'd have no knowledge of what's going down, because you're right. The average Republican, the average conservative, just is going along thinking that everything's just la-di-da. And, you know, when it comes to getting down in the mud and that, you know, well, we're better than that, we're better than that. Well, guess what? How's we're better than that working out for us so far? Because uh, as far as I'm concerned, being better than that, quote-unquote, has got this country on the brink of extinction as we know it. I, I believe you 
think that as well. I believe anybody that sees what's going on and knows what's going on is really afraid that if these two seats go south in Georgia, I firmly believe this experiment called the United States is over. And the second thing I want to tell you is this attack on Senator Hawley's house and anybody else that does that, this is exactly what you're talking about. The Democrats have no problem not only condoning that, but probably financing it, probably supporting it, probably in, you know, uh, enabling it, whereas Republicans, we just don't do stuff like that. We're busy trying to do things the right way and that. And all I can say is, as much as I hate to, it's going to be time for us, us patriots, to stand up and get down in the mud if we have to, to fight to save this this. Um, this republic and that's 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 all i got today bob thanks for what you do vince you you brought a lot my friend thank you that's a good phone call you brought a lot of very important information and it's accurate information and you're right we do have to be willing to get down in the mud the problem is even if we want to get down in the mud tomorrow it will be too late it will be irrelevant if they lose if the republicans lose those two seats today if david purdue and kelly leffler are booted from the senate and the democrats have full control we can slide around in the mud as long as we want and it will be pointless a senate majority with the democrats in charge lets chuck schumer change america as he said with nancy pelosi uh, right alongside with a kamala harris and joe biden presidency probably in that order in terms of of power Um, Running the show, as I stated in the first half hour, it will be too late. This experiment called the Republic of the United States, or called the United States of America, this wonderful republic. We are a constitutional republic, remember. Uh, It will fail. 244 years later, it it will have failed. And that will be on us. And where we go from there is anybody's guess. We'll be right back. Okay, it's 9.56. Don't forget cursing now after the top of the hour. Vice President Mike Pence was in Georgia yesterday, as was President Trump. President Trump was in Dalton. Vice President Pence was in Milner, Georgia, talking not just about today's runoff elections in the Peach State, which will determine the future of this country. As radical as that sounds, it's reality. Um, he was also talking about tomorrow and what is going to happen on the floor of the Senate and on the House as far as certification of the electors. And it sounds like Mike Pence is ready to fight. Remember, if you're heading out tomorrow, friends don't let friends vote alone. Bring a family member, bring a neighbor, and vote to send David Perdue and Kelly Leffler back to Washington, D.C. You know, I know we all, we all got our doubts about the last election. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. And I promise you, come this Wednesday, we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. It's very encouraging and inspiring to hear Mike Pence say that he is going to join the fight. At least that's how I heard it. We will have our day in Congress. We will hear the evidence, the evidence that has been suppressed and silenced by the mainstream media, the evidence that has been suppressed and silenced, quite frankly, by far too many courts that are unwilling to take up the challenges. 
So, so tomorrow we will have the evidence heard uh, on the floor of the Congress, and we'll see where the chips fall from that. But tomorrow is tomorrow. Today, this country is is in the hands of Georgia voters. TJ in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, TJ, go ahead, sir. You know, Bob, after seeing that news thing about that young woman and her, her newborn infant being attacked by these punks at Atifa, I mean, this is a bridge yeah. too far. It is totally a bridge too far. And you know you're what? Talking these about, little... You're talking about Josh Hawley's wife? Yes. And, and you know what? The yes, don't that. understand. You look at history. Anytime the fascists or the communists have taken over. Now, you know, Hitler used his brown shirts as his goon squad, you know, intimidation and violence. Who were the first people he eliminated once he took power? Was his own goons. Uh, Stalin did the same thing in Russia. I mean, this is enough is enough. And your last call from Westlake, he hit it on the head. It's time to get in the mud with these people. You send a goon, we'll send two goons over to your place. I mean, enough of this is enough. And, and Bob, I've seen this in Vietnam. When the war first started, we try to take the high road. That's what they were telling us. We're not like the enemy. We take the high road. They were cleaning our clock until we got into the mud and learned how to uh, play dirtier than they did, and we turned things around. Enough of this is enough. They're using intimidation. They're using cheating. They're using everything. And these Democrats that are out there that aren't taking part in this, they're endorsing this. They're endorsing this Antifa and stuff, you know, with their vote and, and, and their attitudes. Right. I'm mad as hell, Bob, and I ain't taking this crap no more. I'm not going to no, be TJ, intimidated. I don't, I don't disagree with the word of that. Yeah, I don't disagree with the word of that. I think you're spot on. The only problem is, I, I fear, you know, that it may be too late to get down in the mud and to send, you know, back two of whatever they send at you. Because today, and thank you, my friend, for the call. God bless. Today, tonight at 730, we'll know whether or not the Democrats control all of it. And if they control all of it when the polls close tonight, um, it'll be too late to fight. I mean, seriously, whether you're willing to get in the mud or not, it will be too late at that point. Uh, we'll talk more about this and get Peter Kersenow's take. Kersenow will join us after the top of the hour news, which is now right.